Greetings and what's poppin' to everybody. And this is Danny Eskamalaji. Welcome back to Ice Screen, You Screen for Movies. First, I have got to, I'm going to let you all know for this episode that I'm doing this late at night and I'm trying to keep my voice down. So I apologize if I sound a little weird, but the good news is I have this new mic for my desktop that hopefully you guys can hear me loud and clear. But other than that, this episode today, I forgot to remind you all this upcoming episode like this, for example, for my last review of Minions, which you guys can archive, by the way, if you haven't listened to it yet. But I have not only one, but two guests that I got to see this movie together and with with their groupies themselves. But I'm only interviewing these two people that are relative to me and my somewhat close people to me as like movie goers themselves. So why do one by one introduce yourself guys uh, i'll go first i'm ak and uh just like danny and malik was in here i love me some movies and i'm happy to be a part of this thanks for having me no problem man malik what about you what's up everyone uh my name is malik mansoor been going strong uh been watching movies all my life and uh ready to get into it that's awesome. I'd like to hear you guys well. So, um, is there anything you guys want to like talk about about yourselves? Like, tell the world that who you are and all that, like what you like and all that. Is there anything else you guys want to share before we start? Well, uh, I'm a big superhero fan, so that's why I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast because I really, really want to talk about this movie. I have plenty of thoughts to talk about. And Malik, what about you? Anything you want to share before we start? I am an avid lover of uh, Taika Waititi, which uh, directed this movie, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm very ready to get into this. <laughs> All right, awesome. So these are Og, that's Og and Malik, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, today's movie reviewing is the nothing but love in the air and struck of lightning from the skies. Thor Love and Thunder finally just came out. And I have to say somehow the movie was a little worth the wait, even though turns out I'll just to clarify my overall, I don't think the movie wasn't perfect to my liking, but I thought it was okay and all right, even though it's not clarified to be the best Thor in the series in Ragnarok, but I thought it was pretty dope of a movie and I thought I had a great time, especially like my backstory to this trailer. I mean, with this movie, I mean, the trailers that came out back in the day, it was okay. So when I was planning to watch this movie, when I did my introduction for this podcast, I just assume it's going to be just like a superhero movie and whatever, but the trailers, for some reason, they just they just had this whole cinematography, the colors, and the setting. I mean, those what turned me on pretty much about this movie, and that's why I got into that movie for real in this July. It may not be my most anticipated, but I thought it looked really right on. So that's my thoughts to, like, my anticipation to this movie. And, of course, my expectations have been kept low because... Well, this mm-hmm. is something we're gonna discuss in the matter a moment after after yeah. this whole thought, but um, yeah, I would like to give out my overalls in that. But um, Ak, what about your overall to this movie? Overall, I thought it was a solid movie. I mean, I didn't expect too much, like you were saying, but I expected enough. Christian Bale was amazing. The movie was good, pretty solid. I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Malik, what about you, my man? Uh. I fell in love with Thor during Ragnarok. Uh, I thought that movie was just a nice change of pace to his character. Um, I know it got comedic at times um, in Ragnarok, and it transferred over to this movie, Love and Thunder. 
But um, ultimately, Ragnarok is the better film for me, just because it's, you know, the first time they changed pace and with everything in Thor's character. I um, agree. And, yeah, I agree. I agree. And this coming movie, they do have a lot of, you know, the comedy still. But once the movie gets serious, it's like Marvel's best storytelling. I like to hear that. That's pretty good. Um, I was going to go over the goods about this movie. So, so um, yeah, I want to start for myself with the performances. So, yeah, Ak, what you said about Christian Bale, this is the one I was, this guy I want to start off with. This actor wasn't my most favorite actor. I'll tell you that. He wasn't my favorite Batman in the whole world, or he maybe was just an American psycho, if you all know what I'm talking about. Of course. But, mm-hmm. my God, was he just more than American psycho? He's a American bastard in that movie, I guaranteed. But I, I felt like, like I was character. watching Bateman in this movie. God, he, dude. he stole the screen. He, he did. Just, now, he may not have the, the whole screen time, but I thought he appeared a lot decent throughout the movie, and I thought he is understanding to why his character is this movie for a reason is like a good explanation why he started like becoming a villain and it's very explainable it's, you don't need to like understand so much you just watch it and you see what goes on and then it's like you see why he's the villain and what he's trying to do in this movie that's why thor and the gang are trying to like stop him completely mm-hmm. but i thought he was great he turned me on for that movie i have to say he's completely great <laughs> It's like the first time I praised Christian Bale for that, and I thought he was amazing. So, yeah, personally, every time he stepped on screen, every time I saw his face, it just took my breath away. Oh, it was every time I saw him, it was it was intriguing. Can't lie, he's definitely the highlight of this movie. I'd say, hundred percent. Oh man, and besides Christian Bale, American Psycho himself, we got another badass bitch in the screen who's also, oh yeah, who's also the Padme. Lover from Black Flowers. Swan, Black Swan herself. I mean, hey, I don't like to go reference this shit, but Natalie Portman was totally badass, and I'm so impressed she's back in this movie. Now, I'm just curious, like, if she was absent from the last movie, and I get why. Maybe I haven't known the reason why, but man, her backstory to what happened movie happened to her in the past, but I think it was explainable too. And and every time I look at her trailer from. Every time I look at her from the trailer when I watched the first teaser, the song that was goosebumps. playing in the background, yeah, Goose oh, yeah. gives me hella goosebumps. <laughs> yep, she yep. is so good, so too. good. I just completely went nuts, and oh my god, I just thought she's like also the highlight part of the movie. She's wielding the job for Thor's own hammer, and it's just like she stole the show from Chris Hemsworth as well. Yeah, and it's her insane. being there just completely makes sense. You know, they don't leave a stone unturned. Yeah, Tell no, they give us an explanation. It was it was perfect the way uh, she was she was revamped. So how come she's absent from Ragnarok? By the way, if you guys don't mind telling, just want to get the deed. I mean, uh, they don't necessarily explain it. It's just yeah. um, they just say that she they just, broke up and they went. Yeah, she ways. just left. You know, from the from her note, but that's uh, we don't we don't we don't ever know what she was doing in between there. I guess she just appears in this one and they tell us why or how. Yeah, and I think this one kind of wraps up that. Yeah, so this will tell you guys, for curious to know, for everyone that's listened to this episode, um, if you watch Lower Love of Thunder, they'll tell you what happened in her and what she's been going through, but you don't need to watch anything in the past to, like, understand it. So it gives you enough explanation, just like Christian Bale's character. So it's very explainable. Um, Yeah, so I think 
right now with Chris Hemsworth, I think he's still nailing his Thor. I mean, who can else oh, can do course. the job? Well, who can do the job? Chris Evans? No, please. Uh, I feel like Thor is just the only man who can do the job, and he's doing it. He's on a roll. So I feel like we don't even have to speak on Chris Hemsworth. He's always doing his thing. Yep. Just give I, him the whammer. He does the show. There's something to say about this uh, change of pace. You know how like it went into like uh, a very serious Thor, and then Ragnar changed everything up. Yeah. I think that was better for his character. Behind the scenes, um, I've read like a bunch of reports, and I'm pretty sure they're true. Like very, very certain, is that he kind of fell out of with the character. He didn't really wasn't really having fun with it. And the thing that you know Taika, the director, brought in was the whole change of pace, the whole comedic relief type thing, and it just made him fall in love with that character again, which yeah, I think is pretty it, cool. Because it probably made it more fun for him. Because I mean, yeah, the yeah. first two movies were so slow and boring and extremely dark. Which is, I guess, Thor's character in the comics, but for for MCU purposes, it was good. I liked it. I like how they changed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Taka Taka Watiti. I mean, don't forget he also starred in the movie as well. Who I yeah, think plays as Court. Yep. Court, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perishable Rook. I find him so funny at the same time hey, because bro. you know it's <laughs> like at the same time it's he's funny, but then he brings like yeah. One of the weaknesses is that he brings too much humor. After yeah. Ragnar, yeah, I think it just I think there's too, too much, much humor like that. So, I mean, I get it. That's like one thing I would agree on. But I mean, I feel like the movie is focused more on humor than it is the story. That's how yeah, I feel. But, I feel like Ragnar just has like both dark and balance of the humor, and that's yeah, all no, Ragnarok right. was amazing. For me, it's just I know he gets you know kind of like cringy humor sometimes, but once it gets serious, like for example in Ragnarok, um. You know, when Thor and Hela are going to edit, how epic that whole scene is. Just him becoming the God of Thunder. Um, oh, when he first sparked the lightning? Yeah, then, no, that yeah, cool. yeah, just all that. Just straight epicness. And once once Taika gets serious with his work, it just turns into a spectacle. And just like he could do the same with Star Wars. And I'm not sure how well he'll do it. But we have to wait and see. Because I know that's raising a lot of questions. Her. Especially that he's trying to convince Natalie Portman to be in his movie for that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, man. About that, I, didn't, I didn't like that one because I don't think he watched them. I just think it's honest. Mistake. Shows I, I think it's honest. I think people overreacting to that. I think it's just a joke. He's a funny guy. I, I think, think I'm an overreactor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think a Star Wars movie is going to be insane because what Ragnarok and Love and Thunder brought to us is just the visual yeah. effects are on a different level. It gives me the idea, too, oh, that oh, the he also, cool. he yeah, also voiced in Lightyear 2 as well. I mostly forgot. But I thought, of course, he still brings his own touching characterization to voicing, and I thought he was fine as well, which, going to Thor, Love, and Thunder, still is us the same. He was uh, also voicing uh, Mandalorian, too. He was IG-11, I think that's his, the robot's name. Droid, mm-hmm. which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, okay. I got a question for you guys. I got yeah, a question. What didn't you like about this movie? Uh, just the humor. Maybe it's just too much, but... I was okay with everything else. The action. Now I was gonna go into like the action and visuals. I mean, whoa, those are what I expect. From, those are what I expect from the trailer. And thank God I've been like staying off like a lot of like footages from like social media and all and commercials. I was like enjoying the most of the part, and it's breathtaking. Like it's insane on the big screen, which is my memo of this whole podcast. Watching some of the big screen just pulls you in in the action. Whatever you see in like IMAX or not, you still are like into amusing the action and that's what i love about that kind of movie i mean this is like totally with color and cinematography 
this is like a true comic book movie I can like deal with. And I was yeah, really see, I'm not the away. biggest Waitiki fan, but I got to give it to him. His visuals and cinematography are amazing. Always. That's, that's what I have to give to him. I love the, the way he the makes things look on good. the screen. The way he makes things look is just amazing. Like the whole scene, it was in the trailer, so I'm not technically explaining anything, but the whole, uh, you know, the whole black and white scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just Yeah, the black and white. It's insane. I, have to say, I don't know how to explain it. Black and white with just, the oh hint of color. God. It's just breathtaking. So cool. It really is. That could have been on a comic book. I imagine that if they had. I did not. Ex- I didn't expect none of that. Oh, dude, I didn't expect it here. I thought this was going to be just a superhero movie with no kind of style, but this style right there was amazing. That's just, that's just style. I, I love oh it. Oh, my God. I'm a huge I can't expect I can't expect more like this in other comic books or something or movies like that in the future, but this was just a masterwork, a masterpiece like that of the color and cinematography. Yeah. That was great. I liked yeah. it. I enjoyed that so much. Um, the humor in the middle kind of got dull sometimes. But the reason why I love this movie, I love this movie so much, you know, is just once the story progresses, it just keeps getting better and better. Oh, yeah, totally. So I, I, thought the, I, I thought the first act was a little, but then it got better. It got better with the first act and everything. The acts, the acts, all the acts were just great, honestly. I totally have to mention that right now. <laughs> so can you guys I, hear me now? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. All right. I'm sorry about that. Kicked me out for a second. I'm back. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, oh, no worries about it. Um, what was I gonna? Is there anything else we want to bring up in the discussion of matter to this review? Because I think that's most of most of the parts that we discuss. Like we must discuss the positives and the weakness. So I have to just rate this at eight point seven. So I had a great time with that. Eight point seven. Keeping it spoiler free is not much to go on. Um, yeah, yeah. Other than just but watch 8. it, it's a spectacle, man. It really is. 8.7 is kind of crazy to me. I think I'm going <laughs> to go, uh, I think I'm going to go like seven because I feel like the story, like the start and the end, especially the end, obviously I'm not going to spoil anything. I just think it's kind of basic the way it ends and things turn, but I don't know. That's just how I feel. I mean, obviously different opinions. Now I'm about you. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I No, go ahead. I'm done. Okay, Malik, what about you? Um, I think just Christian Bell as Gore, the God Butcher, uh, just stole oh, yeah. the screen, made the movie a million times better. Every single second he was on the screen, even sometimes he just looked really scary. Just he that's was like a frightening villain. as that's a perfect villain. He oh was man, very frightening. I can't think of anyone who could be the best villain in that scenario, but Christian Bale really has no, that. that look he has. It's I would bro, never, it's scary. I would never think he would join the MCU, and then now he did. Yeah, I, need, I, need I never think or remember that he joined this movie for a reason, and then he made sense in that. Hmm. What's your rate on that, though, Malik, for the whole movie? I love movies. Uh, it's very hard for me to hate them. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it a solid nine. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. crazy. Or I know. Nine. I know. <laughs> we're all audience and critics so let's not get too judgy but i thought yeah i mean audiences matter to just the critics so who cares i mean all okay, matters but when you do like, your ratings are you rating the actual movie or are you putting everything into it because when i rate it. movies i usually go story-wise 
if the story's weak, strong. I just rate it. I rate this. I rate myself. I rate these movies about the expectations of what I know or what I really like to see. And then, you know, it just sees how it is. You know, it's like either I could be skeptical and I could just be surprised and all that. You know, it's like, yeah, Thorland with Thunder had everything I wanted. And no, like if I was rating on visuals and cinematography, I'll give it a nine as well. But it's just a story that I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't engaged. I never really got disengaged, but I just thought it was kind of weak. And it's just similar to every every story that the MCU does. And I just didn't like that. I can see how that happens. I can, I can, see, I can that. see why you think it. My rating yeah. is just on my enjoyment level. That's why kind of most movies I rate, they're going to be high. Um, like for Ragnarok, it's a 10 out of 10. You know, I, just, I never, my eyes love enough. Love, excuse me. Yeah, see, usually I do, screen. I do two ratings to myself. The actual movie and enjoyment level. Because like, um, what movie did I watch? I'm not even sure I already forgot. But yeah, that's how I usually do it. Like this movie, enjoyment, I I mean I enjoyed it, but I think the actual movie itself was weak, if that makes sense. Yeah. Very very yeah. very explainable like that. I like that. So you rate the enjoyment and then the movie itself. I mean this is yeah, that's how I do it. this is something new. I never see a movie goer like that. You that's very cool. So very awesome. I do want to bring up, so before we get to this end of this episode real quick, I do want to bring up the, you know, the MCU Phase 4, because I know that everyone's been feeling like shit on these kind of films right now, and it's been like downward spiral, I think, since Doctor Strange left this kind of bad word of mouth in the market after it was was released, and, you know, it wasn't what people wanted or what people expected after Spider-Man No Way Home, which was, like, I think the best part of MC, MCU right now, so. Yeah, but see, I, I don't think it's fair to compare anything to No Way Home just because of the cameos and seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. But actual movies of Phase 4, not a fan. Honestly, one of my favorites was Black Widow. Hate me on that, but that's how I feel. I did not like that movie at all. <laughs> I like I was Black okay. Widow. I was okay, but I felt like this should have came out, I don't know, way before Phase 4, and I feel like, like Thor should have even came out, I guess. See, Actually, maybe I liked Black I, Widow so much because it was like the first MCU movie in a long time. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? since COVID hit, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was like I think first should Marvel to the start, even though I wish Disney would have not done this premiere assets thing. I mean, it was still ran good, but like, you know, Disney yeah, they had Plus. up for like $30 on Disney Plus. And it took away the big drop of that second weekend because of that factor. It, it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, what Marvel and Disney could have done like that to avoid, but it still made good fare. I mean, I don't know. I just can't think about how they would just like be patient releasing this movie. And it's like, whatever, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, it's they already came out. So it's already in the past. As far as Away Home, though, it was just a highlight. Yeah, I know. It's really everything that people wanted and what people loved. So that's like everyone's favorite thing, including my friend. My friend Jose loved that movie so much, and he said it's the best thing right now for MC for the Phase Four. I, I think agree. the best part of Phase Four are the shows. Um, I don't think people are giving them enough credit. Moon Knight oh, yeah. was in the spectacular. I what like, shows are from, Phase Four exactly? Loki is one of them. Loki, oh okay, yeah, all of them. Miss yeah, Marvel's true. one of them. That from came one out division last to month. oh yeah, yeah, Marvel, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the all of them. Every single Wanda show Vision, man. She Hawk, amazing. She Hawk is coming. This not excited. Ex- yeah, yeah, no. It's I don't have something else. In that There's another thing called Echo. I don't know if that's from Disney or Marvel. That I'm kind of excited for because I heard uh, Daredevil is making an appearance. 
Oh yeah, him and uh, well, that's the only reason Kingpin. I'll be uh, excited for it. Yeah, um, and Kingpin are set. So I'd say Moon sure. Knight and Loki are probably one of the highlights of Phase Four that no one really gives credit for because their cinematography is on a different level. It feels like a whole movie. Um, there are only six episodes, so I really. I remember. wish Moon Knight was a movie because man, Oscar Isaac, I just like seeing this guy a lot on the big on stuff like this. Last it's of it, really his good. last film I saw was Dune of his, and you know I just liked his. Pardon I, that. So. I can talk about Dune for hours, please, please. <laughs> you know, Moon Knight and, and Loki, as time goes on with Phase 4, people are starting to hate on things as time goes on, which I think is weird. Because if you're going to not like something, you don't like it from the start. That's how I feel. Because like people, on... people will watch Moon Knight and then say, oh, it's so good, so good. And then what has it been since the last episode? Literally, what, a little bit over a month? And like now people are hating on it. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I was on like Twitter the other day, and then yeah, like, yeah, I saw that same people tweet. People were absolutely in love with Moon Knight, and then like a week ago, I'd be like, Moonlight is not good at all. Like, it's just overrated, I guess. But it's just, I don't understand why people hate as they go along. Like, as it, you know, Loki gets hate too. That's kind of crazy to me. Loki was yeah. Unreal. I thought Loki was all right, even though I don't watch it. But I thought it was just relevant to the story. <laughs> They're making a season two of that. Yeah, about popular. Can't wait for that. I thought Loki was very good. But people don't really give the shows enough credit for the Phase 4. Yeah, I feel like yeah. people are just mostly excited for the movies and just the shows, honestly. Without the shows, actually, Phase 4 would be really, really bad. It would yeah, be. I yeah, would really be. bad. If we're going to see, like, Moon Knight in, like, a future MCU feature film, I mean, this would be nice. I think this would be great for a story. Oh, and I forgot the Eternals, of course. I know Eternals is probably one of the hottest garbages right now. And so I, I liked it. I actually liked it. <laughs> I liked it too, but I mean, there's a lot of flaws and just I didn't think it was. And then just the gay it. part in that movie. I mean, I mean, hey, I'm not against it, but like, oh, what am I saying? God dang it! Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be critical like that. Ugh, but I just think it wasn't. No, just, no, it's because I know what you mean. It's not. It's not the actual gay thing that bothers you. It's just when they force stuff. That that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about gay things and just like bring chaos. Just, I mean, I think, no, no, because you can put gay in a movie. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I have no problem with that too. I, I just think, don't like when they when they force it when it's not necessary. I think to the just movie. the humor was just too much. Just like Thor: Love and Thunder at the same time. Yeah, but for and, example, Valkyrie, she's awesome. You know? Oh, for God, about I know this. She's played by Tessa Thompson, correct? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. she's def she's a definition of another badass bitch with Natalie yeah, Portman. No, That's her, the chemistry right there. Her and Natalie Portman on screen together was so cool. It's insane. They're both I, amazing. They're both great. <laughs> yeah, the whole chemistry from the whole cast is just amazing. They actually that's what like, makes, that's what makes these movies good. That's awesome. I just have a question right now. So you guys prefer this way more than like Multiverse of Madness ever since it left. It's bad, kind of word of mouth and everything. And the hype. Um. This is, a, this is a hot take, kind of, and people might hate me for it, but I think uh, the director, Sam Raimi, is over, overrated. Um, you see, I don't blame Sam Raimi. I don't blame yeah. wasn't that good to, all about at all the to me. horror and vibes of like that. I, I mean, like that's the direction. His, I liked his stuff, but like the story. I like the way he directed just, the movie. The thing is, I, love, I like his transitions. I like all that. But Multiverse of Madness, I don't blame the director. I kind of blame the story. Was it the story? Yeah, the story. You was know, I just I love the story was very weak. And Doctor Strange is Dr. not James a comedian. Egan. I love Benedict Cumberbatch very much. And I'm like sure a lot of everything else. With Wand, it's all about WandaVision leaving it off most. So that's like her most movie than that. I mean, why can't they just separate that and put on Scarlet Witch on her own project? That's what I don't get from Disney sometimes. Yeah, they could have yeah. used a different villain. I thought it was kind of lazy. 
And and I really, really don't like how they made Doctor Strange a comedian. I feel like that's, I mean, of course, a little bit of comedy, okay, but everything. Like, I expect the whole thing to be just horror like that, you know? That's just that. Yeah, I expected I mean. a very serious film. That's, is, what that's what, I that's what the Doctor old director Strange. wanted. He wanted, like, a horror movie feel to it. Yeah, just like how he made Dragon Ball. That's Al, why Evil he, uh, and then he also the trilogy too. No, I'm talking about um Scott Dickerson. I think his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he wanted do that, but he horror he movie, left, but then they, he left because he left it for the Black Phone, which of course his movie got critically claimed, received, and well, an audience attracted. Yeah. So it could have been him stealing the show on his own style, and he would have made the story a lot better. Showing what Strange. the multiverse of madness was was the whole time. But same yeah, way, I, mean, I still think he, he delivered the. He still delivered a direction of the... Yeah, but there was a lot of things Sam Raimi wanted to do based off what I read that they didn't let him do. Yeah. Like, keeping the runtime at least two hours and, like, 30 minutes. I mean, they kept it short down to two hours and six, five minutes. I mean, Thor was, what, two hours on the dot, I think? Yeah, and I thought the pacing was fine, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty short. It's a pretty short movie, so the pacing got to be good. There was no really... I mean, except the beginning a little bit. I'm not going to say it dragged but it could have been a little faster, but I thought it was good. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy were so, weren't so unnecessary, and but it kind of makes sense since that's I, where it left. It left off after Endgame, so this is where Thor Yeah, that's why they showed back. us Guardians of the Galaxy, which is that's honestly pretty cool. Hollywood and we won't stuff. get them until next year, so... Oh, boy. I think it might be this end of this year. They're doing a holiday special. Oh, yeah, yeah, the holiday special for Disney. <laughs> sounds hilarious. I'm really yeah, excited. I think that would be good. But, um, um, after Doctor Strange, I kind of was kind of disappointed with that. Um... This movie, Thor: Love and Thunder, um, it just kind of raised my hopes for the MCU in its future. Cause that's a spoiler. I won't say anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah we well, can't. we won't be looking forward to the next. Well, we got um so futuristic right now. We got the next Black Panther, which of course no T'Challa. I am so confused Boseman. about that movie. I'm confused, I'm, and I think I don't even want to be... see that movie. Yeah, this is what I've been speculating now that I think about this, because as we got to the, this movie already, for Thor, sorry for this week, I'm thinking about how, they, how they're how they going to even just set this without T'Challa. And, you know, yeah, it's I just, just like don't, the worst I just part. don't think it's a good idea. I think they should have, because I feel like if they would have left off without an explanation of what happened with T'Challa as a character, I'm saying. And even though the actor I feel died, like it, passed yeah, away. I, that's why I feel like everybody would have understood. So I feel like you didn't even need to explain or anything because, I mean, of course, the actor died. Yeah. So I feel like everybody just kind of understands that you don't have to go on with the movies. That's kind so of what know. happened in the newest Star Wars with Leia. Her actress yeah. died, Carrie Fisher. And they caught a lot of, like... Because she was, like, a main, main character in the sequels. So what they did was just cut her time, like, drastically. And they kind of, like, showed her uh, dying, in a sense. So, yeah, so I don't know if that's the same thing they're going to try to do in the new Black Panther. Well, what I'm really looking forward to yeah, right I now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't next... know how they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I don't know. I have a question. Is is Blade part of Phase 4 or is this Phase 5? Because that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Have are... you seen the end credits for Eternals? Correct, though. I saw it. So They didn't like show only... him? But they only played his voice, which is Maharshala Ali, which Mahar I love Shala him so much. Ali. I think I'm looking forward to this guy way more. Oh, I've yeah. seen his couple of films, too, and I think that's just my hottest to take right now for MCU right now is Blade. And I think they don't start shooting this until, like, fall, and it gets released next year, probably. That's I, the only thing I'm looking forward to MCU yeah, I never for. watched the first Blade, but I'm really excited for the new one. Yeah, the original Blade movies were just 
by New Line Cinema, and they're now bought by Disney since courtesy of Marvel. So, pretty much. So that's all my thing. I'm taking I, on I for think this. It might be the ending of Phase Four, and two, two Phase Five would be Blade, because I know they really want to do that. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think Phase Five could be the best. So I don't yeah, mind waiting some like, new Avengers movies. I'm really looking forward to those because I want to see like everyone team up. Uh, yeah, Avengers without. Iron Man and all that, but yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. We kind of don't know who's the leader yet. Will tell. Oh, like everyone, like how was Captain America, or Iron Man? At I this feel phase, like it's we gonna have be no one really. Oh man, and who, I feel I, like it will either be Strange or uh, or the new Captain America. The Rossio brothers will be coming back for sure once they yeah. get their hot take of putting themselves together. But yeah, most of all, besides the review, I think that discussion to, to the Phase Four and the MCU was pretty important and critical because that's. I pretty much feel been feeling like that to people too, and I feel bad. So I'm hoping things will just get probably better after next year with Phase Three, Four, and of course we also got Guardians of the Galaxy till next year. I think that's part of Phase Four, if I'm not mistaken. So we will see how so that was part of Phase Four. Is it part of Phase Four? Honestly, the phases confuse me. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of oh, look forward to the movies. Yeah. I, I think do... Guardians of the Galaxy will be better than No Way Home. Uh, Will be better than Doc Strange. Will be better than Thor, because of what like James. Gunn I have to family. watch the two previous, but yeah, I know James, James Gunn. Gunn. Anything James Gunn, Gunn I think, is good. Like he would transition to DC. Peacemaker was absolutely amazing. Suicide was top top tier. Man, top top tier. tier. He just knows how to do a team up movie really, really well. Oh yeah, yeah it's a specialty. Man, so. I think that's everything that's on the table for now. And I think I had a great time discussing this whole thing with you guys. It's pretty fun. So I want to thank you guys. That was great. I want to thank you, Ak and Malik, for joining me tonight. It's been a wild ride. And God, I just can't wait till the next movie for my schedule. Of course, I'm trying to think about doing a pregame hype to the film Nope, which is coming out next two weeks. I'm looking forward to that. My most anticipated film of July Jordan Peele. I hope he doesn't deliver. I hope he doesn't disappoint. Even are you looking forward to that one film in December? What film is it? Um, I heard the Dutchy Bros are making a new film in December. Oh yes, sir. The Dutchy Bros are. (laughs) Hey, hey, before we (laughs) end, Dutchy Bros are. Malik, Malik, tell us about the Dutchy Brothers and like what you do for YouTube because you do have a YouTube video, which I'm pretty sure I'll leave it to the description as well. So I have a channel. It's just my first and last name, Malik Mansour. Um. Recently, in the beginning of June, we made a film called Omerta. I'm still looking at pronunciation. pronunciation. Omerta. Omerta. More, like, more like The it's Departed, like, basically. Yeah, it's very, uh, very cool movie. It's very very well edited, I'd say. I'd give myself that and back for that. I would give um, you that too, Dutchie Brother. Uh, starring uh, Ak himself. Yep, uh, as Lorenzo Beretta. Has some very, very interesting performances that I'd, I'd want the viewers to you know come over to my channel and watch it and see what they think of it. And, you know, maybe uh, in December when this next film comes out, um, it's a short film. It's like 25 minutes. Yeah, so this I next watched every bit of that along with other stuff. This next it. film from now, I'm going to let you know, we're going past the 30-minute marker, so we're going to try to do a little bit, and it's going to be our best one of all. We, w- we would like we're to take this one a little more serious. I like that hint you, you guys are giving it out, because so <laughs> basically, got check out Magmansour's YouTube channel called the Dutchy Brothers in their own film style, which basically both of them are like the fan directors, so I... Cr- I would I would like praise them so much for their work and I would, and they will never disappoint you guys. So go it's, check it's out very the amateur channel. directing. Go check out Malik's channel. It is. Dan We're grown with each movie. It's very it's very funny. I'd say. 
It's entertaining. We have a great it time doing it. it. Oh man, yeah. So that's about it, really. So, um, um, Ak, do you have any like social media that people can follow you on as well? That way, they just like you know, see how your social media is. So, you know, you can just leave- uh, you guys can just follow me at Oxworld on Twitter, and World is spelled W R L D. I'll leave that link in description like that, as yep. well. Great, great account, so, great account. And then Malik will, I will also leave Malik's channel so you guys can check it out. Channel, Twitch, whatever you need it. <laughs> all YouTube, sorry, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, so that's going to be it. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you and for listening. having us. No problem. Very much you guys are awesome. I love it. I can't wait to have this kind of stuff with people in like Michigan and Dearborn again. It's so fun. Maybe in oh. December you bring us back to review our movie. That would be oh, nice. <laughs> shit. I, I mean, it. I, I have to lie. see about that, but I'll try. I'll try. Um, I'm sure right. you'll like it. I'm sure you'll like it. I could try to do something like that for sure. But yeah, <laughs> perfect. So uh, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I'll totally give that a shot. But oh yeah. Anyways, if you guys have been enjoying my show, of course, please go ahead. If you're enjoying this, really follow and subscribe to my podcast on any platform you're listening on. And if you're on habit to listen on Apple Podcasts. Please go ahead and leave me a five star feedback review. Greatly much appreciated. And of five course, stars, people. And um, five stars. It's well deserved. I promise you. It's well deserved. I love and what you're doing. Here, thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to also. And of course, if you guys want to hear me do stuff outside of my show, you know, social media links are also available for Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. My TikTok vlogs are also happening as well. For the same time for each podcast. So if you want to get a tune of me in my quick reaction, which by the way, Malik and Ak, we're on those, we're on that TikTok, of course. Give it a follow and check it out if you don't, if you don't mind. Really appreciate. Can't it. wait till you guys see it. Alrighty, so I guess it's time to end the reign of thunder and call this show already. This is Daniel Skamlaji signing off. Until next time, we'll be screaming you all at I scream, you scream for movies. Nailed it. Love it.